Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 84 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Libraries podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I'm your host, Michelle Snyder. And I am Jacob Miracle. Jacob, I'm glad that we made it to this moment, considering that we had a really hard time unlocking it a door. It is a comedy <laughs> of errors right now <laughs> trying to get in here. It was a 20-minute journey of Jacob and I trying to unlock one I mean, you you never really feel stupid until you're trying to put a key (laughs) in a lock, and you know it's the right key, and it's just not going in. I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm still blaming the lock. That wasn't us, right? Oh, it's not our fault. I I, mean. I've been putting locks and keys since I was like seven, man. I know how it works. You put the lock in the key? See, there you go. There's your mistake number one. (laughs) I knew we did something wrong. (laughs) We did it wrong. I'm also just exhausted. I went to um, a concert last night, and now that. I am an older person. I don't bounce back from that as easily as I used oh, to. Oh no, you're hanging out in the back. You got your drink. Well, I Try had to like stay away from the speaker. I had my one beer and then a glass of water, and light, I had to make beer, sure that it was light beer, and I had to make sure that I could lean against a wall to oh. actually make it through. Because I was like, oh, shows where you stand. I forget about those. So. Oh, my lower back. But it was wonderful. It's this band. I don't know if you know Built to Spill. Nope. They're one of my favorites, and they were touring with one of their old albums which happens to be my favorite album so they did that in its entirety and it was a really great night oh okay cool. that was some good stuff that's pretty awesome although i saw my 15 year old nephew's really good friend was there with her dad and i was just like wait this is all messed up and weird man like i feel extra old i'm like a narc you, so. why you just you're sitting there spying on children it's just like, weird like it's a weird combining of of worlds but it was a good time that's why i don't go to concerts anymore I'm, I'm out of that scene now i don't need to be the weird person hanging around i feel like i only see bands that i know really well and have seen a hundred times that's all that's, you should do that's all that i can I'm handle like, i want to go see what am i gonna go see a new band it could be you're nuts right now that's yeah i'm gonna go see like billy eilish it seems <laughs> i've already seen billy i love billy eilish are you okay? You're lisping a little oh bit over there. Oh, God. You're the worst. But speaking of lisping, you don't sound right. You all right? Uh, no. No. I am in the official broken jaw club at the moment. <laughs> you broke your jaw. Yeah. I got blindsided at hockey um, by a dude threw a shoulder into the side of my head, and it broke my jaw. So you're just moving your lips the very minimum amount. I'm doing as little as I can. So, you know, I'm, I'm, it's going to help with some of my grittier impressions, I have a feeling, during I have show. some Laffy Taffy. Does that interest you? That I hate you so much for saying that. <laughs> it just end your life? I, well, the, any, I don't even like Laffy Taffy. <laughs> but the idea of eating something that, <laughs> is, that is solid is just, it sounds great so much right so now. So are you in a lot of pain? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, it hurts a good amount. Although, it could be worse, I suppose. I don't have to have surgery, so that's pretty sweet. So long as you don't eat any Laffy Taffy. <clears throat> right, as long as I don't eat any Laffy Taffy, but, you know. Did you know right away, like, when this person hit you, were you like, oh, I bet that's a broken jaw? Well, I knew it hurt. I knew that. <laughs> well, but I still had, anu- something. I had another hockey game after that to play, so I just kind of played that game, and oh then I was God. like, boy, this really doesn't feel good. And then I started eating a lot of food after that, and I was like, this hurts even more. <laughs> so you are on liquid diet? Liquid diet. It's I, kind of like my dream to be forced to be on a liquid diet because I'd lose all that weight. But at the I, same time, I don't think I can handle that one bit. I am going to look absolutely shredded by the end of the <laughs> six to eight weeks. Because no, you're I'm, not. You're going to look like Matthew McConaughey in Dallas Buyers Club. Well, it's going to go one way or the other. I'm still going to be able to work out, so that's going to be awesome. So I'm either going to look really sickly 
Oh, um, well, working out with not enough calories in you is definitely going to rip you real quick. So That's what I'm going for, Okay, man. next episode, we're doing with it's Jacob be, Shirtless. It's doing the bodybuilding cast. Um, it's like we did our first episode. It's going to remind me of memories. Stop telling people our secrets. <laughs> um, okay, so I wanted to get into some things happening in the world. So number one, as we record this on a Friday, I would just like to say... Good luck to all the people storming Area 51. Good luck, guys. Since that begins. One of our previous episodes covered this, so listen to us as I you mean, guys are going to get them aliens. It's true. Go get them. Um, I know they tried to cancel everything, but I am. I saw there was two people already arrested. Really? Yep. Well, for heading out. Happen. So let's. Uh, I'm very excited to to follow this. I'm gonna miss the memes. I've really enjoyed the <laughs> memes, but they're all gonna be gone after today. <sighs> Twitter's been good for up-to-the-date information. Oh, but speaking of Twitter, I saw um, this tweet that led me to an article, which is what we got to talk about today because, whoa. So the CEO of Sony Picture Entertainment, he says he was in an interview and said that there have been pitches made to him by quote-unquote very famous people to remake The Princess Bride. No. See, Sony can't stop making terrible decisions. First the Spider-Man stuff, and now this nonsense. I mean, he said, we have so many people coming up to us and saying, we want to remake this show or that show. Um, this is Tony Vinciquera. That's who's saying this. He published Ooh. this interview with Variety. He said, very famous pa- people whose names I won't use, but they want to redo The Princess Bride. So as you felt, there was so much like resounding discontent online I think suggests that this film would never actually be remade. I mean, it's, or if it were, it would not be successful at the box office. I mean, who is even going to make it? Like, who? What director could you get to repl- um, come in and make this movie that's not going to make it completely awful? No, it would. That's like, like a nightmare. I mean, even um, Carrie what? Elwes, is that how you say his name? Yeah, sure. The guy who played the main guy in it tweeted, like, there is a shortage of perfect movies in this world. Um, he plays Wesley. Oh, I loved him so much. And it would be a pity to damage this one. Which, even it's a direct quote from the movie, and it's perfectly perfectly correct too because i mean this is such a hard movie it it's a ridiculous fact that it worked in the first place you're gonna try to make the same movie twice yeah like what are you gonna make it like the never-ending story where it's like a real situation happening i think there's nothing actually in the works to make this happen but just the fact that he said that and that they could even think of that i mean really upsets people i mean think of like recent remakes or just these like spin-offs which are kind of similar to me including like Men in Black International, Ghostbusters, Godzilla. I mean, they've completely... Hobbs and Shaw breaking off of Fast and Furious. Well, I don't know how that one did, but the others have just failed to inspire audiences to go to the movie theater. Like, stop doing it. People don't want it. Yeah, you've already seen it. Like, why do I need to go see this movie again? Like, I know it, man. I got it. Yeah, I mean, there have been some popular ones recently, like A Star is Born, Did Well, The Lion King. But that's also like the 75th time they've made A Star is Born. Yeah, well, they like doing it. The the 2018 Halloween um, was pretty popular, but I would say that the vast majority are not even considered improvements on the original. Sometimes they're just ones that also do okay. Yeah. I mean, some of them are good, and we're going to get into some of those, but like for the most part, remakes and reboots, people get mad because they're like, I liked the first movie yeah. because of what it was. Don't try to redo it because you can't Just catch create it something again. new. Yeah. So, well, if, if you haven't guessed, that will be our episode today is talking about some Terrible remakes, and then some 
not so bad remakes. Some not so bad ones, you know. They it, do exist. It's all subjective. Um, you know, some of these are, I feel like a lot of mine are going to be enjoyable at the least bit, but, you know. <laughs> this movie is enjoyable. That's about the best you can say for it. It's I've like, got it's some enjoyable. ones that make me mad and I hate. So I'm going to start with probably the worst remake of all time. Oh, I like where your head's at. Let's I want to know, it. do you think you can guess what it is? The <sighs> worst remake ever. Man, so much pressure. Uh, Scarface. Did they remake Scarface? Scarface is a remake. Oh. There's going to be a couple of those. that you. Yeah. Oh, I never saw the original. Yeah, so. it was an old gangster movie from like the 50s. Oh, well, that would probably be a good remake because people like that movie. Well, uh, some people do. Anyway, I'm going with Psycho. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. I forgot all about Psycho. So from the original Psycho, from the cinematography to... Obviously, the entire the foreboding sense of dread throughout the entire film. There's no way to really up the ante with a remake of Psycho, so Gus Van Sant just copied it. Yeah, he literally. You see her, Michelle, when she says "copy it." You <laughs> think she's being like a little bit dramatic? No, he copied the movie scene for scene. Yes, and put it in color and a shot for shot remake. I mean, it could have been like. A cool, maybe wild experiment if it hadn't just been a complete mainstream disaster. There is absolutely nothing of note in this remake. Every part of it is terrible. Like Yeah, no, nothing like nothing clicks in the same way, like between the actors or like is able to grab the audience. And I would say most notably is Vince Vaughn. Oh boy. Like I don't know who in Hollywood keeps trying to make Vince Vaughn happen as a dramatic actor, but just stop. Just stop. I feel like Van Sant was doing like being like, oh, I'm gonna be really experimental with this. And while yes, of course, Vince Vaughn is like completely out of place compared to like, I mean the bird-like creepy presence of Anthony Perkins as Norman Bates, I mean, Vince Vaughn is the complete opposite of that. He's just like, he is so entirely out of place in a film that it looks like the original, Mm -hmm. but all of the tension and all of the brilliant qualities of Gone, all of that is gone. This film is the apex of what the worst remake can look like. I mean, it's just, why? You put inferior actors in roles. You have an inferior director trying to um, all of reestablish the, all a tone. All of the things. I mean, it's just the it's just the hubris that you can just go ahead and make a movie exactly yeah. the same and you'll get the same result. I'm like, that is not how yeah, this I'm not, works, Yeah, I'm just man. not sure why that happened at all. But so, yeah, that's that's my lead there. I've got a lot of others, but that one is hard to touch. So oh boy. what do you think? Do you have follow-up with another bad one or a possibly good one? Well, you know, I think I'm going to go with the other. I'm going to be a little happier today. Okay. Because, you know, I'm, I, have to, I have to keep myself in a good mood, all things considered here. So I'm going to go with one that's actually a pretty good remake. I'm going to go with the 2010 True Grit, the remake of the 1969 uh, yeah, John Wayne a, classic. Yeah, that's actually a really good one. So if everybody has not seen this movie, you should go back and watch both of them because they're both delightful. Uh, the original was a 1969 movie starring John Wayne, and it is about Rooster Cogburn, who is hired by Maddie Ross, I want to say, who in this movie is played by Haley Steinfeld, who's gone on to be quite the little, quite the star in her own right nowadays. Yeah. She gets hired, or he gets hired by her to go find the man who killed her father and track him down and bring him to justice in Texas. And shenanigans happen from there. This is one of the best Westerns that I've seen in a really long time. And Westerns are hard to do because a lot of the time they're kind of boring, a little plodding. 
they're all kind of the same in certain ways. Like you have to do something special with it yeah. in order to make it stand out. And I feel like the Coen Brothers doing a Western movie that's a remake that and they took it totally seriously is just great. Jeff Bridges is awesome in this movie, even though this is before yeah. his whole cowboy shtick. Yeah, now he's got some cowboy thing going on, but he does it really well. I don't mind it. No, I don't mind it at all. And this one is like where it began, where he started his gravelly voice thing that he kind of does all the yeah. time now. Uh, this movie was up for 10 Academy Awards. Best Picture, Best Actress, Best uh, Actor, Best Cinematography. It made Matt Damon wear a mustache and not look completely ridiculous. <laughs> they just pulled some magic in this movie. And it's just, it's such an enjoyable, relaxing movie. Dr- there's good dramatic parts, great action. There's a lot of comedy in here. Um, it's a Coen Brothers movie, so in the very least, it's worth just a look in that one. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, True Grit, man. Go check that one out. I feel like people kind of forgot about it. Nobody talks yeah, no, about it Yeah, no, I kind of forgot. It's also a really good book. I would just oh, like to that's throw right. out it's there. A book. Charles Pointes. And speaking like of that. trying to catch lightning in a bottle, too, they made a remake to or a sequel to True Grit back in like the 70s mm-hmm. called Rooster Cogburn. And the less said about that one, the better. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll keep that in mind. Um, okay, so next, I was tempted next to go with 2015's Point Break remake because that sort of exemplifies everything that is bad about remakes. I, I totally also. like just completely blocked that one out. Of yeah, my like that I mean, this shows how they almost never work because you can never recreate kind of that like alchemy if the right script in the right hands of the right filmmaker and like the it actors that work really well together. But anyway, so 2015's um, point break is just astoundingly stupid. Stay, stay away from it, guys. But because there's limited time, I was like actually I'm going to go with number 2 worst remake remake would be Footloose. Oh my god. Do you even remember that Footloose was remade? You know what I remember about that? I remember the marketing campaign and it was always like, live free. Be whatever. And I'm like, you. this looks like such a sad Footloose movie. Where's people dancing, man? I mean, Where's I, Kevin Bacon? I feel like they knew better in, in 2011. But, you know, the thing about bad remakes that is at least something that keeps us in our mind is because they're memorably bad. Right. So they're like, well, I'm not going to forget. And I mean, the Footloose remake, it's so bland, mm-hmm. just thoroughly mediocre that it's entirely forgettable. And I'm sure the people that watched it are like, did I even see that? Because yeah. I don't even know. It's not even like, oh, it's so stupid that it's funny. It's not one of those like, oh, it's so puzzling that it's left me curious or it's so bad that it's good. It's none of that. It's the it's, cinematic equivalent of beige. I mean, yeah, I give you, I explain it in two words, a Julianne Huff. She's a star of this movie, and it doesn't get any more bland and boring than busting her out and yeah. starring anything. I mean, you yeah. know. Yeah, I would say that the general opinion of this film would be, it Why? exists? Yeah, <laughs> like, this is This happened? Completely unnecessary. Yeah, so so cut that out. Oh, my God. You know, you just actually reminded me of another terrible remake oh, good. of a Let's movie that I adore. Is I'm going to go with 2014's RoboCop. Okay, so did I don't you... think I saw the new one. Okay. Oh, did I? Here is a major problem no. with the new movie. First of all, this movie could have been good if it was called anything except for RoboCop. Because the story okay. is cool. They got an awesome cast because it stars Joel Kinnaman, Michael Keaton, Sam Jackson, Gary Oldman. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's stacked. And then they went and made this movie about like government and uh, corporations trying to get like um, drones into the United States. But then they had to go and slap like the RoboCop label all around it. So let's dig into it. I mean, it's got an interesting plot. A corporation, OCP, is hired by the government to create drones and robots to, in 2028, Iran, Iraq, and um, Afghanistan, all countries that we are still involved in wars in in this one. Mm-hmm. They are hired to do drones 
to protect so they don't have to have soldiers in there. Okay. But a boom, big surprise. One of the drones kills a civilian, and all of a sudden the U.S. is like, we can't do militarized drones in the U.S. They're like, I don't think so. I think we totally can. So they take a dead police officer, turn him into one of their cyborgs to get around a law, and, you know, that's how we get RoboCop. I like that that's around a law. They're like, well, that's not illegal to reanimate someone and make them part machine. That part's fine. It is literally the part of the plot is they're like, how much of a human has to be in this thing for it not to be a robot? So they're like, and. Is Joel Kinnaman the RoboCop? Yes. Okay. So, you know, Joel Kinnaman, if you want something to last one season or not get a sequel, you hire Joel Kinnaman. It's the easiest way to do it. Um, but like he's actually good. He's always good. He's good. Michael. Ke- the whole movie is good. And then they turn it into the RoboCop movie. And then you have to compare it to Paul Verhoeven's like sci-fi classic. And it doesn't hold up. Mm-hmm. They don't have the satire. They're not having as much fun with this movie. It's dead serious. It's just it's an idea that you had a good movie here. You just decided to make it a reboot. You tried to slap this other coat of paint on it because they think then they have an audience that is automatically going to come because of the title right it's kind of like you know what it is it's kind of like child's play this year the movie itself is fine and it's perfectly enjoyable but because you slapped this other license on top of it and you changed key points of the plot it doesn't work everything that worked in the original movie doesn't Mm. work anymore like it just it's something different you should just call it something different we gotta get you to Hollywood it's a big problem with these reboots man it's just you gotta don't do them. Come up with a new idea. Yeah, that's literally. Well, then, but like we we're saying, there are some good ones. So I will do one that I think was really great, and that would be King Kong. Oh, okay. So after Peter Jackson brought The Lord of the Rings to us, he then came back with another giant film, um, which was King Kong. And, yeah, I, I really like this movie. So the first King Kong film was released in 1933. And I'm not saying that this is better because that movie came out with a great amount of success. Sure. Um, and it was the kind of the plot of where the, the film crew visited the Skull Island, discovered the monster, King Kong. I mean, it's also an 80-year-old movie, so you can't really – it's not necessarily a fair one-to-one. Very, very true. And then there was a remake of the original, and that came out in 1976. I like that movie, too. I mean, I like it had a one. similar storyline. It was a really good film. Also, Jessica Lang, Jeff Bridges um, – I think that was actually Jessica Lange's film debut. I think you're right. It was pretty great. And it won um, Academy Award for Best Visual Effects. So, again, two solid films. But Jackson's 2005 remake, I want to say, reigns supreme with just even more dazzling special effects. I mean, the film won three Academy Awards for the sound editing, sound mixing, and visual effects. So you have an idea there. It took in $551 million at the box office. So it was definitely not a sleeper hit there. Um, it's very famous in the video game community for its crossover game, King Kong, the, um, the movie, the video game, just because people like making fun of the title. And oh. it's like the easiest gamer points you'll ever earn. Okay, well, that's a good thing to know. But it's a beautiful film to take a story it's obviously a classic story. It survived, you know, so many different versions. I will say I, I don't like the newest Skull Island one, but that aside, um, this movie is definitely worth checking out. And you know, is at least like, oof, this is not terrible. So yeah. I, I feel good about it. And, <laughs> like, Andy Circus in full top. Uh, yeah, we we love us some, in top some motion Andy capture Circus. <laughs> All right, you know what? I'm going to go another remake that I actually did enjoy. A remake slash... I like the, and the some good, some bad. This yeah. is fun. The remake slash sequel, Evil Dead from 2013. Okay. So depending on who you talk to, this is either a sequel to the original trilogy or a remake of the entire series. Okay. Same plot. Five teenagers go to a cabin. They read from a book, release some demons. Wackiness <laughs> ensues. 
it's your basic uh, cabin in the woods plot. But where this movie excelled was, I don't know if you're a fan of Evil Dead. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. But it was a little. I, I think I honestly have a hard time keeping them all separate. They're all ba- they made the same. I movie forget twice a lot for sure. So yeah. Um, but this one, that one was more slapsticky. They were having a little bit more fun. It was a little cheaper, a little looser. This one is just straight out like like early 2010s horror. Like there is all kinds of blood. It's very violent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very graphic violence too. Like it's not like the like the little bit of like cutaway scenes. No, they do like tight shots they get right in there there. boy is it it is intense but i think that's one of the good things here it's like they took one thing they were doing in the original movie with the horror and they turned that up and they turned down the humor a little bit okay so made it more of a horror film right it's a movie that it's the same plot idea but it stands on its own because it's different enough and they add slash expand on the mythology so it's not the same movie and everything doesn't go beat for beat which i think you know if you tweak it you know it's something something to go out um, certainly a worthwhile movie to check out for everybody who's worried. Um, and now that it's technically part of the, like they now consider it a sequel because when they talk about doing the next movie, they want to do a crossover with that and the Bruce Campbell okay. series. So it's still, worth, it's still worth checking out. out. Worth it's almost Halloween out, time, so I'm into it. Um, okay, this one I have to do another bad one, and it's near and dear to my heart. This one made me so angry, but I, I mean, in 1990, filmgoers could not get enough. Of Arnold Schwarzenegger on Mars. Oh, I mean, how could you? I mean, I, I, so it's one good. Of my favorite thing. So I'm talking about Total Recall, which is such a a great classic sci-fi like summer film. It hits everything it's supposed to. We've got over the top violence. You just got Schwarzenegger's just muscly moxie all over the screen with unforgettable, terrible lines. Get get your blanket to Mars. Go ahead, go, give these people air. <laughs> That's my favorite. Oh my um, god! I haven't yeah, seen that movie. It's so confusing, but I love that movie. So oh, much. I, I watch that at least once a year. Um, big success, but its remake just not so much. Like so, the 2012 they did a remake, and I'm pretty sure it had pretty much unanimously negative reviews. It, it was hated before it even came out. I mean, I hated it before it came out. I won't lie. Um, I mean, there. I will say there's a couple. A couple good action sequences in it, but it, it didn't. I mean, it's got Colin Farrell, who I always feel bad because I like Colin Farrell, but boy, he's he, he makes, needs to get a new agent. He makes he, terrible movie. He choices. does need a new agent. It just didn't nail any of like the the goofy sci-fi fun that the original had. Like, it's an absolute joy to watch, and the end result in the remake was just a bland, just completely forgettable action movie that didn't even mention Mars. Yeah, it's you know what it's the a lot whole like. Point. It's kind of like RoboCop in that way. They just took the plot, they made a soulless, joyless movie, and just put the title on there and expected. And how do you not mention Mars in a Total Recall movie? It's like literally the entire plot. I mean, I think some storylines like oh, it's so original. We can't think of anything that original. Let me throw one more in because this do is it. a film that didn't even do as well when it came out. So in 1990, do you remember um, Flatliners? Oh, 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 I do like Flatliners. Okay, I like Flatliners wow, too. I forgot about. I know where you're going. I forgot Dude, about that. Dude, Flatliners was cool. A story of med students getting high from inducing near death experiences, which some critics definitely thought were too outlandish. So, like a lot of people didn't like it, while other people really kind of liked that it had a grim style. It had some really good performances. Very, very stylistic. Julia Roberts, Kiefer Sutherland played really well off of each other. Um, they were dating at the time, so. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I and forget then she, that. Then she left him at the altar. <laughs> oh, my God. 
God. Yeah. I, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's a fun little story. They got all those pictures of him waiting with his kilt. Pop culture outside. history. Um, But like, okay, so a movie like that that nobody really loved or hated, I mean, Just, is possibly good territory for a remake. Sure. Because that means the elements were there, but it wasn't landed. But 2017, Flatliners came out again. And just failed to improve upon the original at any measure mm-hmm. and actually managed to be less scary. I mean, how do you switch? You don't switch out uh, Kiefer Sullen and Julia Roberts for Ellen Page. Like, that is not well, a Well, I good... like Ellen Page and Diego Luna. Like, I think that those are good actors, but it definitely lacked the star power that the first one had. Right. They, you need somebody to get somebody in the theater, and they're just not going to make me go see a movie. Like, Diego Luna, I kind of, he's a TV actor to me at this point. Like, it, I don't really... Yeah. I, if you ask me, Jacob, I'd say the remake really flatlined. See? I yeah. like how I'm rubbing off on you. That's I know. I actually, I as soon go. as I said that, I was absolutely disgusted I with myself. I have such a smile so. on my face here. <laughs> it probably hurts. Don't smile. Your jaw will fracture more. I, it, I, it's worth it. <laughs> All right, let's do... I, th- I thought of another terrible one real quick. Oh, don't great. Need, we don't even need to talk about it. 2001's The Planet of the Apes, where you got Marky oh, Mark yeah, running let's... around for 90 minutes like, hey, bro, what's up with all these monkeys, bro? We, we forgot that that happened. Oh, dude, just... Oh, just remember away. that it, one of the greatest remakes is the, the prequels that they created right. as a continuation, so that is good, but that's I don't know of, what Tim Burton was thinking. That's fun to think about. They tried to remake it once. Failed horribly. Tried again. Tried again. Worked perfectly. Huge so success. Go, Huge success. All right. Are you giving us a good one or a bad one? Yeah. Go Make check it. out, uh, real quick, go check out uh, 2001's Ocean's Eleven, the remake of the <gasps> old Excellent. school Rat Pack movie from like 1960. Yeah. You know, again, the original good film. Right. And We're you, not saying that, but well done remake. And here's another one where they actually figured out what worked in the original. It was the Rat Pack. So you had like the coolest actors yes, in the Hollywood the and pop culture. Go, then you're just like, let's go make a movie, dude, in Vegas, and we'll go gamble and stuff. So they're like, who's cool now? Clooney, Brad Pitt, Julia Roberts, uh, Casey Affleck ended up being kind of a big deal after that. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. Don Cheadle's in this movie. I can't remember everybody. Yeah, Bernie Mac was a in ton there. Of, did we say Matt Damon? Oh, uh, we didn't even mention Matt Damon. A lot of people. Yeah, so they were like, let's go get a bunch of cool actors, throw them in a movie, have them put a cool heist. Ocean's Eleven came out, and it was great. They've done well with the trilogy. The second one was a little messed up, but... Yeah, didn't like the second one. like the third one, because the third one's basically... And honestly, I like the again. Ocean's... What was the new one? Eight? Ocean's Eight, yeah. Ocean's I Eight also, was good, too. I also really enjoyed that, too, so... Whew. They did, uh, I, you know, and I was nervous because everybody went crazy when they remade, sort of continued the story of Ghostbusters with women. But you were like, no, it was just not a good movie. Right. Ocean's 8 with women, you are like, this was just a solid heist movie. Yeah, like this movie would stand on its own. You don't even know it's a remake. Like, just go, you know, um, pretty good. Okay, so I'll th- do, I think we're pretty much out of time. I'll do one more. Ba- oh, I, I, I want to say a couple good ones. Stephen King's. It, the It remake was pretty good. Right. The second one is in theaters. We'll have to talk about it. I didn't love it. I didn't see it. I don't know. I, I haven't seen it. I don't want to go see a three hour horror movie involving a psycho clown. I don't know if it's worth it. I didn't think it was. Yeah, but yeah. I was also at the drive in and it was raining, which was really stressful and annoying. You know, so what? That, that probably doesn't help. <laughs> that didn't help. And then I do want to say again, getting close to scary time, The Ring is a oh. dope remake. Yes, it I've is. I've seen Ringu. It's a good film, but. It went from like, um, I don't know, like uh, a kind of scary, shocking movie to like The Ring, which is a legit horror film. Right. Like, you know, Ringu scares me every time I see it. Ringu's good, but it's a J horror movie. So it's going to be 
Yeah. On that thing. They made it they Hollywoodized it a little bit when they brought it over here and I think it I think it helped out a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Um but so those but the this one really this one sticks in my craw here is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory oh. is perfect being remade into Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. So, 1971's Willy Wonka, we know, directed by Mel Stewart. It's like the best way to spend an afternoon. You can watch it with the family, you can watch it by yourself. Um and Kind of like what's a little different is that while it's called like Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, it's definitely more Charlie's story. Exactly. Um, and I think so when Tim Burton re- reimagined it, he made it like Charlie in the Chocolate Factory to kind of make it, it, it is more his story. Um, and then focused on Willy Wonka for the majority of the movie. Kind of. Like the story is pretty much the same in both films. But like the 1971 is definitely a classic. It follows the story to a T. Um, I mean, it has fun elements. Gene Wilder is is untouchable in the film. It has scary, I mean, the Wonka boat through the tunnel I mean, has stuck with us our whole lives. Practical effects are once again an example. When you put yes. something, build something, it looks better than when you do CGI. That's really true. And like while they have that, like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory remake, it's brighter and it is more colorful, but it just loses the feel that I think the film should have. And Johnny Depp, like you just come across as so weird that like I can't emphasize with you or like you the way that you loved Willy Wonka in the first one, even right. though you knew like he was dark and he had some sinister stuff going on. You were drawn to him and you still like loved him. Yeah. Johnny Depp, I was like, us oh, just like a weirdo. I wouldn't want my children around this dude. Right. Like there's nothing wrong with the performance per se, but he's just a weird get weirdo, man. Like get get away. Why are you selling chocolate? Like, dude, get off. <laughs> get out of here. A, are you even allowed Society your Society would man, not accept you the way that they did Gene Wilder. So Absolutely not. I mean, that's that's sad. It's sad we ran out of time because I know. I mean, actually, sadly for all of us, we have so many more on the list. So maybe we'll save it for another episode because Ooh. there are uh, so many bad remakes. Uh, I like out there. how I like how we're getting into the uh, into the uh, two part episode game. I like. Well, how we can gonna... we can even space it out. Indeed, we can. I mean, because I know I got more, and I when I started going into digging into some bad remakes. I was trying to be. On the upbeat mood, all things considered. You did, this week, you, but you, you did boy, well, but if I get to be grumpy again, oh, I'm all. We all need to look out. Well, I know it makes you happy. Why don't you plug us up? So everything that you hear on All Booked Up is going to be available at one of our 37 branches all over Erie County. They're literally everywhere, everybody. So go ahead, stop on by, let us know what you want. We will get it for you. We also have a bookmobile that's going to be driving all about. So just visit our website at www.buffalolib.org. Find out where it's going to be. Check out your account online. Download some free stuff off of Overdrive. I mean, I can't even tell you all the services we have because there's literally too many to count, and it's making my jaw hurt to talk this Okay, then I will just get into some facts. Did you know that on average, Hollywood waits about 23 years before producing the remake of an original film? Sounds about right. And then once the first remake is released, the gap between any subsequent remake gets shorter and shorter. Then they just keep... They just keep dumping them out after that. The longest audiences have ever had to wait for a remake was 80 years, which was the remake of 1920s film The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Nailed it. So that came out in 2005. That's the longest one, huh? That's the longest time, 80 years. I think the new Dumbo is like maybe second place on on how long films. But so there's that. Um, 
Uh, and while we're saying that it feels like remakes are more popular than ever, they have actually declined in popularity in the last 10 years or so, so which is shocking. The 2000s saw the most remake of any decade with an average of 19 a year. Oh my God, 19 a year? Yeah, and in Jeez. 2005, a record-breaking 33 remakes made it to the the big screen. Come on, guys! Like, I mean, we are literally drowning in ideas. But like I said, that was you know 2005, so it's gotten a little better since then. I did I find mean, has though. It, has it though? I mean, Lord of the Rings has a reboot coming out. The Matrix, they were talking about rebooting it. Please don't think about it. I did find though in reading about this that there are 21 films which were remade within just a year of the original. Oh. I mean, most of these were obviously regional adaptations of foreign titles, sure. but completely unnecessary. And last bit, taking the top spot as the most remade movie of the last century is Scrooge. The festive favorite based on Charles Dickens' uh, Christmas Carol. Makes sense. So following the 1935 original, which starred Seymour Hicks as Ebenezer Scrooge, there have been seven remakes. And the most recent was 2009, starring Jim Carrey. You know what? They're never going to stop with that one. Yeah, well, I mean, why, I mean, why would you? <laughs> yeah. But I'm telling you, all day, give me Michael Caine, friend of the show, and the Muppets all day. That is the definitive that uh, works Christmas Carol to me. That is the best one. You're not wrong. Um, okay, you guys, that is our show. Thanks so much for listening. Oh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at All Booked Up Pod if you guys want to come give us some show ideas or just want to chat it up with us. His jaw hurts, and yet he doesn't miss a beat. All right, that's it. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Thank you.